Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Live here at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. It is a beautiful morning here in, in East Tennessee in West Knoxville, September the 27th, about four minutes past the top of the hour. The sun is coming on up. Um, ben, you're back live at the Low T Center studio. Um, good morning, sir. Good morning. I hope you are doing well. I am doing well, particularly because of the wonderful notes that your your daughters left me made my day. Started my week off right this morning. That was that was that was lovely to see. I want to start by wishing my pops a happy birthday. Happy birthday to my dad. I hope he hope he has a great day and a and a great week. For sure, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, the kiddos wanted to show you some love, man. So you got some. I love you, Ben. Notes uh, right there in front of you, in front of your seat there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you were able to get it, and the dog didn't get it before you got it. So um, that is that is good, my friend. Um, what, what 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 the Bears doing, man? What y'all doing? I, I've been. I told you. I told you it would. It wasn't gonna be pretty because I was afraid of that Cleveland Brown defense with Clowney. You like, oh, Clowney's he's nothing, man. Listen, that defense is stout. And uh, how do you only have? Did Clowney do, do anything? Have, I didn't. I don't. I honestly, he had, he had a sack. honest he had, question. He had a sack. I don't know. He had a sack. At least a sack. I, I saw where he did have a sack. Um, but the Bears, how do you have less than 100 yards total offense in, a, in an NFL game? How do you do that? How do you have um, a, but, a single passing yard? Like how? How, I, yeah. how is that possible? But I, I can't, I can't say much. My my team looked awful. Big Ben's old. O line sucks. Defense is is too banged up. Too many players out. Just not not a great start to the season for our teams. And at, at least we did not lose in the style that the Detroit Lions lost swing. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Poor <laughs> poor Triple O. Poor Triple O. But he can listen to the show. Um, no one's stopping him from doing that. He can, he can listen. Uh, but there, there has been, um, we are opening up for appeals for Triple O since the loss was so devastating and, um, the Lions find a new way to lose, giving up, um, a 66 yard touchdown, allowing Justin Tucker to break an NFL record. So, uh, we, we will allow him to appeal, um, the decision, which was to ban Triple O until the Lions won a football game. They are now 0-3 on the season. And um, next week, Lions and the Bears. Can't, can't wait to watch that poop fest. Let's go to, um, let's go to the phones, man, start the show. There's no reason to, to, to hesitate. There's no reason to hold this thing up. Uh, Tennessee losing to Florida, 38-14. Um, to 14. I told D'Arvald, don't take the over, but hard head makes a soft booty or hard head makes an empty bank account. Whatever you want to say. But let's get to the phone. And um, we have Butch Dooley. Butch Dooley, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good uh, morning, sir. So we, uh, we lost. So it, the, this Monday ain't as good as of, after a victory. But nope. I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to say positive. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm done being negative. Like every other Vols fan has been in the past. Uh, one thing I, I'm going to say that I took away from it is that I haven't 
honestly, I mean, it's happened in the last few years, but it seems a little bit more noticeable this year. It, it felt, really felt like the coaches did a good job at, at least putting our guys in a situation or spot to succeed or to make the game close, you know. We got the, some of the play calls are really good play calls, and some of the design plays are really good, you know, design plays. We got to catch the ball, number one. That's, I, I mean, the drops are awful, awful. Uh, you know, I, I knew Emory Jones may be a problem uh, before, you know, before Saturday's game, just because that's a real true dual threat, I guess. Uh, we faced this year, and we have depth issues. Uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, the center position really does concern me. If Cooper Mays, you know, can't go, or, he, you know, I know he's been dealing with that ankle, I believe, because uh, after him, it seems like, it's, you know, they got to swap and shift guys around and everything, and you can really, really notice and tell whenever he's not in there. Um, Hooker looked good. I really didn't hear him say much about the injury. Y'all may be able to fill that in a little bit more. I didn't the replay didn't show that much. It was I didn't know if it hurt his neck or his eyes got gouged or what, but I think it's very clear, uh after Saturday that he he's you know, the best quarterback in the room. But like I said, I'm, what I'm gonna take positive from the game is I really do feel like the coaches put, you know, the team in the position to compete. I mean some of those design plays and stuff that we just didn't we didn't, you know, Put, you know, either drop passes or any, something, you know, the next you don't, uh, that'll kill you. And like like I called last Monday morning and said, the, the quick three and out and the time of possession, I think also, you know, it doesn't help the defense any, by any means. Not for sure, for sure, Butch Dooley, man. I, you know, I think, I think, I think you, I think you nailed it. Um, that phone call and appreciate you, appreciate you calling. Um, on the way, to Beatty this morning, where they have over 150 vehicles in stock, a lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles, and never pay over MSRP for new vehicles here at Beatty Chevrolet. Beatty will trade for anything and will buy your vehicle. As as I was traveling in this morning, I was thinking, Ben, we, we've said it on the show so many times, how two things can be true at once. And, Ben, that would be a great, that would be a great game show. That would be, be like a great game show title. That two things can be true at the same time. Two things can be true at the same time. And as you're watching this football game, as you're looking at where we are with our football program, you really have to be Reminded of that. You have to remind yourself of, of this. Two things can be true at the same time. Guys, I'm tired. I'm tired just like you. I'm tired of coming up short. I'm tired of the losing. But still being able to point out good points. Positives. Tired. This has nothing to do with Josh Heupel. Has nothing to do with Danny White. They just got here. They're doing everything they can to rectify the situation. And I think 
they are on their way to doing that. But I'm, I'm tired of losing to Florida. I'm tired of ha- not having enough horses. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of coming up short. I'm, I'm like y'all. It's exhausting. You love Tennessee. I love Tennessee. We have pride in Tennessee. We want to win. It ain't about, well, you got to be patient. Man, folks have been patient. It's about being patient for Josh Heupel is, 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 is what we have to do. We really don't have a choice. But to just say, oh, you got to be patient. Man, folks have been patient. We've been patient. We, have, we didn't have a choice but to be patient. We've been through Dooley. We've been through Lane. We've been through um, Butch and Pruitt. So the, the, the fan base, they have been patient. But just a hardcore fact, we got to be patient again. And it's hard because we want, we want the results. We want the results. And we're not getting them. That's one thing that could be true, Ben. The second thing that can also be true is that the team is improved. <laughs> I mean, the team is improved from last year. And there's some positive things, man. There really is. There's some good things to point at. There's, some, there's a foundation being built, and it looks strong. We got some, You can see the coaching. You don't need me to break down different plays and show you where you can see coaching is improved, play calling is improved. You don't need me. You see it. You see it for yourself. So we do have that, and that's good. And we do have effort. We can build from that. You can build with, 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 with great coaching and putting guys in position to be successful and effort because you can always get, get the dudes and have more results. Let's go back to the phones. I got plenty of time to talk. I'm going to go to the phones. I think the phones are more important right now. Uh, ben, let's get to Justin in Florida and then Hunter. Justin, good morning. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Good, man. Good. How are you, sir? Um, uh, I'm doing well, other than the Yankees uh, showing better than the Red Sox this weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll survive. <laughs> Clap those cheeks. Yeah, tell me about it. Um <laughs> Definitely have some comments. Was at the game, and uh, you know what I what I saw. There were definitely positive takeaways from it, and there were definitely negatives. Um, you know, positives. I, I mean, I thought the guys played hard because uh, I'm telling you one, tell you right now, we were with a bunch of Tennessee fans right behind the bench, and those guys that were in there on a regular basis. I mean, they came up, they were spent, and they were giving everything they had, and that's something that. I remember commenting on I didn't see last year um, from the sidelines. I mean, it was it was so apparent that these guys were at least given everything they had. Some concerns, and you know, I think it, we saw in the first couple games, and it was kind of held to a couple players. But now I can say it's it's an entire room. What the hell is going on with the wide receiver room? And now, unfortunately, you can almost say it's spread into the tight end room a little bit because Hooker 
threaded a needle, hit Fant right in the hands. Yeah, he was making a sliding catch, but the drops are absurd. And I don't know what's going on personally. I think it's the way they're practicing because everything is very, very lax. Like, even in warm-ups, I, I, I texted a buddy. I said, man, we don't even, like, warm up, like, game simulated. Everything's just very lax. It's, you know, uh, you know, quarterbacks just put a bunch of air under the ball. Wide receivers are, you know, kind of jogging, coming back to get the ball. There's no... There's no game simulation, and I understand maybe it's warm-ups, but even in some of the videos we see from practice and routes on air, you see a lot of the same habits, and I think it's unfolding in the game. And I'm going to point a finger, and I know it's probably going to be a uh, topic of conversation when you guys hit around the SEC, but wide receiver coach over in Auburn got himself canned over the weekend. And I'm not saying we've got to go to that, but I think the wide receiver room needs to take a hard look at themselves. Something else I noticed, I know this is probably one of those things that no one else picked up on. I noticed that the wide receivers, like the first three games, some of them had like sleeves and, you know, or one sleeve or one sleeve down their leg. This past game, None of them had it on. I hope that's not one of those situations where the position coach is like, guys, we're getting rid of all the drip. We're getting rid of all that. Because if you're worried about that stuff, when you've got drops, and it's not even the drops, it's the drops and the no reaction afterwards, almost like it's, it's okay. I know if I drop a pass on fourth down, you know, where not only am I picking up the first down, you might even – in a game like that, I mean, my reaction's a heck of a lot different. And I'm not calling out Callaway, you know, personally, because, again, it's everyone. Vellis had drops. Um, you know, other guys have had drops in big situations for first downs. And it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, back to the bench. I There's an accountability factor there, and I don't know what conversations are being had or what, but... I really hope this is something we can turn around fast because even if we caught half the drop this year, our stats look totally different. Uh, would you agree? For sure, for sure. I mean, I was I was looking at the stats um, last night from the wide receivers and as a group, nine catches, 150, 59 yards. Mm, that is it. And... The three-headed monster between Tyon Evans, Jabari Small, and Hendon Hooker almost had as much yardage as the receiver room as a whole. Um, that three-headed monster, Hooker, Evans, and Small had 147 yards, and the receivers had 159. And um, yesterday, Ben, I see this once he leaves the studio today. I've been in my house for six years. Um, yesterday was the best job I've done in six years in my yard. Why? Because I was trying not to think about damn wide receivers. It pissed me off. My, my, my bad for bringing it up early on a Monday. <laughs> I, listen, we went 20 minutes, so it's pretty good. But But it's so frustrating 
because the drops was something that we talked about in fall camp. The drops was something we talked about in game one. And the way you nip drops in the bud is, and this is, this is what we did. I ain't saying what we did um, is the only thing you could do, but I'm telling you it worked, is there has to be some accountability for the group if one guy just drops it. So we used to have a manager. His sole purpose was to count drops from the beginning of the practice all the way to the end from the receiver group. It didn't matter if it was routes versus air. It didn't matter if it was on joke machine. It didn't matter if it was versus, you know, scout team. It didn't matter if it was 7-on-7. Seven seven. It didn't matter. In between the white lines, every drop was, was, was tallied. And after practice, we had to do up-downs for them. And there was times when – well, there's many times because, you know, your boy just didn't drop the ball that much. But, like, I wouldn't drop the ball a lot. And I would be doing up-downs with everybody else. And one of the worst things that you can that you can do as a teammate is you mess up and then everybody else has to suffer. It's, the, it's one of the worst things ever. It makes you get your butt in gear because you will let yourself down because you'll always forgive yourself. But when there's other people counting on you, that's what motivates you and drives you and puts the pressure on you to do the right thing. There, there's something up in how we practice if we're, if we're dropping balls at this point of the season when it was something that was an issue in fall camp. And that is the older guy's responsibility. That is the coach's responsibility. And it was, it was, it was sickening to watch, honestly. Um, there's a lot of good things that, that we saw in that football game. Um, but the receiver play, to me, was embarrassing. And I'm trying to be as nice as I can while being direct as I can and being truthful as I can. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. If Cedric Wilson came in here and talking to the wide receivers the way he talked to us, some of these dudes would transfer because their feelings would be hurt. He would talk so funky, so bad, so disrespectful. To some of our guys dropping passes that they would have their feelings hurt. But the, quite frankly, it's the truth. It's what he did to us. And he got our butts in gear because there's a standard. There's a standard. There's a standard laid by Carl Pickens and the Joey Kents and the, and the Dante Starwars and the, um, and the Eric Parkers, Jermaine Copeland. There's a standard of, of playing wide receiver here. And it damn sure ain't dropping the football in big games. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't, wait, po- I wasn't supposed to go there this early. No, 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 and I apologize for bringing it up. I guess, I, I guess what's frustrating to watch is they're getting schemed open. They're, they've got the speed where you know it's not they're dropping contested catches. I mean, th- these are ones that are wide open with real estate in front of them, and I'm going, wow. So I, I didn't even know the. The yardage was that bad, but, I mean, just you take a couple of the drops, and I want to say there was maybe four or five of them on Saturday night. Let's just say you catch two of them. Now you go from 150 yards up to probably 210, 220. I mean, it changes it changes the stat line a great deal. And, you know, I know it, everyone saw how uh, – you know, Milton's accuracy definitely needs to be worked on, which I also think is a practice mechanic uh, type thing. But they have got to 
and I'm sure the coaching staff is, is talking about it. It's apparent. Everyone in the stadium can see it. But I just don't know at this point, like, like you said, I don't know how you fix that because I'm, I'm convinced it's practice, it's accountability, and it's like, okay, we'll just get them next time. I'm going to hang up, guys. You, you guys enjoy the rest of the day. Hey, thank you, Justin. It's always that. It's always about your habits. It always goes back to habits. Always. Let's go back to the phones, and let's get to Hunter. Hunter, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good, Hunter. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Man, it was a fun game to watch for a half. It was a fun game to watch for a half. Yes, sir. But you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm getting tired of saying it. But you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can see what they're wanting to do. And when it works, it works. And you see it works. When we got a deep pass down the field and finally caught it, oh, hallelujah, we caught it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Went to the end zone, and I mean, you can see it works. You can see it's going to work, but we've just been shooting ourselves in the foot all year. We're not disciplined, and I know Heifel and his staff had a problem with that at UCF. Do y'all, do y'all see us fixing that this year? There has to be a there has to be a a, a line between being. Tough enough to where you don't drive guys away. Because Tennessee is in a very delicate situation because you lost 30 guys in transfer portal. So you got to think about what happened last year. I mean, the guys were beat down. And so a lot of the off-field exercises and activities that we did was kind of to build the morale of the team and build some chemistry within the team. Guys get to know each other. But you can't let things be too lax to where you can't get on guys for making mental mental mistakes and having mental errors. Uh, there has to be a balance between, you know, coaching somebody up hard and just being hard for no reason. And it, it has gotten us beat, um, definitely in the Pittsburgh game and then the penalties in the, in the Florida game. I don't think I've ever seen numbers like this as far as penalty and penalty yards. I mean, I think the, like the L.A. Raiders and the Oakland Raiders used to, used to get penalties like this. They used to lead, lead the league in penalties every single year. But I don't think I've ever seen a stat sheet say six penalties for 259 yards. This got to be a typo, Ben. This is a typo? This got to be a typo. For Tennessee's penalties for the game? Yes, this is a typo. Yes, that is a typo because Tennessee had 10 for 85. 10 for 85. I know I was reading that wrong. But but still, like, the penalties and the mental mistakes, that's what's getting us in trouble. Um, face mask, I mean, you're game tackling a running back. Why? There's no reason to face mask. Like, I understand you're in the open field and you got juked out of your shoes and the only thing you can grab is a face mask. But when you are game tackling a running back, at least move your hand. <laughs> like, okay, you grabbed it. It's hard. Like, 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 move your hand. Like, it's, it's the, and then William Mohan, like, what are you doing, son? Like, the 30 yard. I think about Jimmy Holiday on the, on the punt return. Pretty much negated the whole punt. Well, I don't, I don't blame him so much. I mean, obviously it was a bad play and he got himself ejected, but because that was a bang, bang, heat of the moment play. Like you're, you're running full speed. You got somebody trying to block you. You're trying to sprint as fast as you can. And like that, that happens a lot. Like it's, it's that, that it's, it's hard to do. Um, and we see that every, 
every weekend, NFL, college game. That's hard. That's a hard job for Jimmy Holiday. But he has to learn from that and be better. But what are you doing if you William Mohan, you get a 15-yard penalty? Why are you getting a 15-yard penalty in that case? Like, those mistakes is what hurts you. So what was a 15-yard penalty, now is a 30-yard penalty, and you basically set up Florida without even taking a snap. It was already a field goal range. So it's the it's the penalties that like that 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 hurt you. I mean, just not not smart. I mean, eighty yards is a touchdown drive. You basically giving Florida a touchdown drive when you start getting into the seventy five, eighty, eighty five mark in penalty yards. And against Pittsburgh we had hundred and thirty four. Mm-hmm. But the penalties well, are, are hurting us right go now. Out this next weekend. I want to see us go out this next weekend, do what we did with the running game. We came out on top of the turnover battle. We did some things right this last weekend. Yeah. But I want to see us come, I want to see us come out this next weekend and just clean up those mistakes. Big time. Big, that's right. That's right, Hunter. I'm with you, man. Plus one in turnover margin. We saw Lante Taylor strip, strip get the football. Um, man, he, he's he been a positive. There's a lot of positive to, to take from this football game. But there's also a lot of negatives. And when you lose 38 to 14, there's going to be more negatives than positives. But – this football team can go on the road, and they can beat Missouri. But they got to clean up some of these mistakes. Um, both teams will be coming off an L, and there's a sense of urgency, I think, on both sides. But Tennessee can beat Missouri. They got to clean stuff up. Let's, let's go to Coy, who's calling and making, and then involving uh, PCB. Coy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I hope you are doing well this morning. Well, well, man, we, we are healthy, so we are blessed. I hear you, man. So, hey, I think um, Vince healthy. Swain, I, I, I've been waiting all weekend to get your opinion on this, and I want to set the stage by saying I'm a huge Heupel fan, um, but I did have a, a question that I want to ask you, and I think it's okay. You know, you can, you can be a fan of someone and also, you know, strike up conversations about things. So I don't want to sound negative by saying this, but – um, and I don't even know that my opinion's right, but I'm getting to the, the clock management at the half, you know, going to the half with the timeout. Um, you know, I've read that there was it was a scheme thing. We had Florida, um, you know, kind of dragging, and we didn't take timeouts because we had mismatches. And I just wanted to see what you thought on that, man, because I, I felt like the uh, we definitely needed to take timeouts. We could have left ourselves in a better, in a better situation there at the end of the half. Yeah, it, it hasn't been ideal. Um, you know, there with the with the timeouts at the beginning. Uh, I mean, the the first half that hasn't been ideal. I mean, I can I can point out a couple of coaching things. Um, you know, having to run off Trayvon Flowers and Valus Jones at the same time because they're both wearing number one. I mean, did we not did we not prepare for that? Did we not you know um, discuss not having those guys on the field at the same time? I mean, that cost you field position because you couldn't have anyone out there. You had nine guys on the, on the punt return team. So we can point out some coaching things here and there for sure. And the clock management for the first half is certainly fair game. Um, the, the reality for Josh Heupel is his margin of error is so small that any little coaching hiccup that he has, it's magnified by five or ten because of the lack of depth and the, 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 the talent not being – up to par, you know, against Florida. So it, it, it magnifies everything. When you have ballers, you have depth, 
man, you can make a mistake as a coach and it still go for a touchdown. You can make a mistake as a coach and it can still be a turnover for the defense. Um, and that's happened plenty of times during, during my time. Um, but everything is magnified. Like Josh Heupel has to coach a perfect game in games like this for his team to have a chance to win. Like think about think about like how great the two touchdowns were from a, from a scheme standpoint. Imagine if we we just line up and just say, all right, man, we're gonna we're gonna play mono versus a mono. No no trickery, no no scheme that we saw on film. We just gonna we just gonna we just gonna play straight up. I even tell you the route, beat it. We can't do that. We can't do that right now. So we have to we have to scheme um, up the opposing defense coordinator. We gotta try to help our guys get open with the stack bunch formations and, and motions and things like that. We can't just line up and go, all right, man, come on, press us up. We're going to beat you. Whatever route you want to run, we're going to do it. We're not at that level yet. So, yes, I, I'm not going to sit here and and and, and crush Hypel too much on, on that, but it, he he. I was wondering the same thing there at the, fir, at the uh, first half. I was scratching my head, but I do understand that um, he, has to, he has to be damn near perfect for his team to have a chance to win. So, um, Ben, you've been quiet over there. I know you've been answering the phones. Let me get your let me get your take on on the last two uh, callers before we move forward. I I agree with you. Uh, nothing that that I really need to to add to to what all you said. Uh, so let's uh, let's get the Vol and PCB so I don't just reiterate what you just said. All right, let's do it. Vol and PCB. Is that Panama City Beach? That is correct. Oh, well, good morning, my friend. Good morning, guys. Hey, so Jason, uh, Ben, just your thoughts on something. I mean, I know everybody was very stoked to see a, uh, a screen pass and, and the, uh, the end results for that big play right off the bat, but were you surprised at some of the, uh, some of the effectiveness of the running backs and, and really the, uh, the ability to lean on that towards the end of the second half and in the third quarter and the success that Tennessee was having with it? Yeah, I was very, I was very impressed with the running game uh, at parts of that game. Jabari Small was doing his thing. I mean, he averaged five point four yards a rush, and Tyon Evans averaged four point five. I mean, those are all good numbers right there. Uh, I thought the offensive line did a really good job of creating holes uh, for Jabari Small. Uh, I saw where he got up a little bit, and it was kind of pointing to his shoulder. But man, he played through pain. I thought, he, I thought he played well. Uh, and, and Tyon Evans, man, he he's a he's a beast. He's the type of competitor that you want. He is the one guy that I've noticed. Not saying that he's the only guy, but he's the guy that I noticed <clears throat> on this football team that has Jawan Jennings inside of him. He has he has the dog. He has it for sure. He was competing his butt off. I mean that run where his helmet comes off, man. He was fighting, churning his legs. They just he refused to go down. They couldn't bring him down. Uh, he competes at a high, high, high level. So I, I love what we're doing with those two running backs there with, with Evans and Small. Just got to keep Small healthy. But I thought the offensive line did a good job uh, there in the running game in parts of that first half. Well, and I, I think uh, – I don't know that I ever saw it, but I would love to see what yards after contact was on several of those drives because they were getting hit very early on and, and very similar to what you were talking about, Tyron Evans. Three yards maybe he was getting hit, and then there were a couple where he was adding five, six, Seven yards after that, it was pretty. It was pretty good to see, obviously. For sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Thanks for taking my call, guys. 
Hey, thank you for calling. Anything to add there with the running game and the running backs? I thought the running game was was good, honestly. I, I thought it was good until Cooper Mays re-injured his ankle, leg, whatever injury he is dealing with. I, I thought Tennessee's running game was really good until he got hurt again, and uh, the, there were way more positive runs than negative runs up until that point. I I actually charted when I went back and watched last night Positive runs, negative runs, and I determined a positive run based on the situation. So if it was third and and one and Tennessee picks up two for the first down, I consider that a positive run because of the situational football, whereas a two-yard run on on first and ten isn't (laughs) all that great. And and up until Cooper got hurt, it it was 12 to, to five in terms of positive runs for Tennessee to negative runs for Tennessee. So I thought Cooper Mays just was an absolute difference maker in terms of communication, being able to to allow Jerome Carvin to slide back over to left guard where he is better. I thought Javante Spragans took a step forward. I, I have not been very impressed by him to start the season, quite honestly. And he did not stand out on on the film when I went back and watched in, in terms of the, the couple of plays that weren't successful. I, I think there's only one off the top of my head that I remember where it was kind of his fault where he got beat one-on-one whereas you go back and you watch Pittsburgh you even watch Tennessee Tech and it's just Javante Spragans getting beat getting beat and then he'll have a nice block and then he'll get beat again get beat again have a nice block really battling uh, consistency issues but I, I thought Cooper Mays just his presence was was a difference maker and he he's not an offensive lineman like Trey Smith who's going to maul you but he just does a good job of, of A, handling his job, which is the communication and, and tempo. Tennessee was was good with that. And I thought Tennessee handled the atmosphere and the communication well until the end of the, the first quarter. And I, I mean, uh, the end of the first half, that last drive. Uh, and, and that's Cooper Mays uh, helping out there. Uh, and then in terms of him just purely blocking, again, he's not a guy that's going to maul you like Trey Smith, but he just is always in the right spot, always always doing what he is supposed to be doing. And he just he just kind of gets in the way, and he gets a hat on a hat and helps open up some holes between he and Spragans, he and Carvin. So I, I thought the running game was, was very impressive uh, until Cooper went out due to injury, and then Carvin had to slide back over to center, and then Ollie Lane came in at, at left guard, and, and the game was kind of over by the time that did happen. Tennessee had a, a slim chance. Of, of coming back, but um, the, the running game was very impressive. It, like I said, there was good things to take from this game. There was obviously bad things, more bad than, than good when you're looking at a 38-14 to 14, uh, game. And the theme for me today is that two things can be true. You can be frustrated, you can be tired uh, of, of the losing. Um, coming close is not good enough. It's 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 been... It ain't just one year for Tennessee fans. It ain't just, oh, you got to be patient, you know, Josh Heupel's first year. It's, 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 it's a long stretch of, of coming up short. And Saturday only just added to that for, for Tennessee fans, and including myself. I'm tired. I'm very tired. That can be true. And this team improving in a few short months.
because it wasn't too long ago when this team was was playing under a different staff. And so you, I see the improvement. Tim Banks has been has been great. He's a first year DC inside the SEC. He's been really good. Uh, Josh Heupel can call some plays. Uh, you see, you see the coaching in a lot of areas improve, and in some other other areas, you got to ask some serious hard questions about the production and the the habits that are being carried over from practice to the game, and that's just fair. But this is what happens when you play in the SEC. We play the program like Tennessee. You're under the microscope in every single game that you play. Uh, you wouldn't have it another way because that means people are paying attention and they care about about Tennessee football. We'll take our first break of the day live here at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Stay with us. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. 
Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. boy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Let's bring on some positivity this morning. We have Attaboy that is brought to you by Iris Networks. 
specializing in high-quality fiber, internet, and voice. Your go-to for amazing, amazing customer service. 90 days, no payment for business internet. IrishNetworksUSA.com is the website. And um, this is going to seem like I'm, I'm just digging the knife in deeper there with Triple OG, but it's really not. I'll give my attaboy to uh, Justin Tucker, who has been the best kicker in the NFL for multiple years. It hasn't even been close, uh, but he hit a 66-yard field goal um, as, as time was expiring to lift the Baltimore Ravens over the Detroit Lions. Uh, 66 yards. It hit the, the crossbar, uh, and then... It was good. So just a great, great accomplishment for him. You think about like Adam Vinatieri that was so consistent for so long for the Colts and for the Patriots, winning so so much, playing at a high level for so long. And Justin Justin Tucker is right there. And some folks feel like he is, you know, the best kicker in history. But what a just what a great day for him, uh, putting his name in record books. So I'm giving him an attaboy. I like it. I have an attaboy. Uh, I, I won't at all mention that the Yankees swept the Red Sox and that John Carlos Stanton just went absolutely hero mode over the Red Sox. Three-run homer on Friday, grand slam on Saturday, big home run last night. I, I won't mention any of that today during attaboy. Instead, I'll give my attaboy to Marquez Calloway. That's right. That's right. The, the former Tennessee receiver making his – Swain, you see that former Tennessee receiver there making you go. You're his learning. You're making learning. his. No, I still have the opinion that I do. I just don't feel like having a conversation about it every time I I mention it. Uh, well, I mean, you just you just being stubborn. That's all. You, <laughs> you like are. You, I'm I'm going to choose to say that you're being stubborn too. Uh, but Marquez Callaway makes his his first career touchdown yesterday in Foxborough as the Saints beat the Patriots, and it was a heck of a catch, too. Don't really know what Jameis was doing on the play. Marquez Callaway bailed him out, but uh, down around the goal line, Jameis throws it up to the to the back of the end zone, and with a, a DB draped over the back of, of Marquez, he was still able to, to kind of body the DB and come down with the catch. It, it was a very impressive catch, given kind of how the pass was thrown to him a lollipop uh, so big shout out to Marquez Callaway having having a lot of success there for the Saints it's it's really cool to see I ain't letting you slide Ben I ain't, let, I ain't letting this go um do you, do you do you believe in the moniker VFL do you like it absolutely you think we should keep it absolutely okay VFL and former ball can't both exist one gotta go why? Evolve for life means you once you evolve, you always evolve. Form evolve means that you're no longer evolve. So one got to go. Can't but be he, using he, both. Here's the thing that that we separate, or where we we go our separate ways in this conversation. I get what you are saying, but technically, if we are being technical, you, Jason Swain. Yes, you are a, a vol for life, but you're not a former vol. You are a former vol. You're not a vol anymore, technically, because you don't play for the team anymore, which means you are a former vol. So I, I know that it comes with a 
with with a bad connotation that hey, that stinks. I don't. I, I no longer play for the football team. But you are a former Vol because you no longer play former for Vol the team. Athlete. Former Vol <laughs> athlete. That, that is that is true. But it means the same thing. It, no, it don't. Yes, it does because you're both signaling that you no longer play for the football team. No, when you no longer play for the football team, you say former Vol receiver, <laughs> former Vol athlete. But you can't walk around here talking about some. He's a VFL, VFL, VFL. Vol for life, and then in the same breath say, he's a former Vol. It makes no sense. Tom Brady is a former Patriot because he no longer plays for the Patriots. Ben Roethlisberger is soon to be a former Steeler because he is soon to be no longer playing for the Steelers. It, it's meant as no disrespect to, to the person. They are still, well, maybe not Tom Brady because of all that drama. That's a different conversation. But, like, Ben Roethlisberger will always – be considered a stealer just because you say he's a former stealer doesn't mean that he's you're a, you're taking that away from he'll him. He'll be a he'll be a former stealer player and a former stealer quarterback. Hey man, I'm not budging. No, I know you're not. I ain't budging, man. And I got hey, listen, I got on the folks up there at uh, at, at Tennessee for using that. Yeah. Now I I do I do think we should reference everybody as just VFLs like VFL. Marquez Callaway, instead of saying former Vol, former Vol receiver. Get it out of there. VFL, Marquez Callaway. VFL, Jason Trash Swing. it all. Uh, there you go, Ben. Now we can agree. All right, we'll just start doing that. I'm holding everybody so accountable. stop having this conversation. I'm holding everybody accountable, man. <laughs> Get rid of this former Vol stuff if you out here pumping up VFL. It don't make any sense to me. I love your mindset. Use My point other. is that folks aren't technically Wrong. I love your mindset. I'm just pointing out that folks aren't technically wrong when they say former vault. They wrong. Anyways, <laughs> who's we got anybody on the phone? We do. We've got Hillbilly Bopper. Hillbilly Bopper. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, hope you guys had a uh, fabulous weekend outside the park. All <laughs> teams losing, I guess, on your front. <laughs> it's sports. Sports was terrible, man. Uh, combined. Combined. Uh, I think I think offensively, my two teams had like um, what three hundred three hundred yards, something like that. And most of it came from Tennessee. Which is total offense? Yeah, it was, just, it, was it was atrocious, man. It was, it was atrocious. So yeah, sports weekend this was was terrible, which is why I got so much done in my yard. I hear you. I need to release. Need to get out and just. Uh... Just bent for a little bit to the yard. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I get it. I get it, brother. Been there, done that too many times this year already. Um, no, I. It was a good bright light, I guess. The uh, Ryder Cup was a, was a solid win. I know you guys don't all golf as much, but oh, uh, well, I was watching. I keep I keep up with golf. I don't I don't talk about it a ton because it's not a point of conversation here on the show. But I love it. I watch right. all the time, and that was complete and utter domination. They deserve an attaboy too. Yeah. It was a, Whipping and whistling, man. It was just a, uh, it was a great, great, uh, great tournament to see. And um, but no, man, I I was just calling in this morning, fellas. To, yeah, man, wide receiver trouble. Come on, game three, game four. I mean, game four. I mean, come on. You know, we need Swain. We we need we need that motivational speech. We 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 need. We need the guys like Fearless Price and Marcus Nash and Maine Copeland and, you know, the guys you mentioned earlier. That these guys, we need you guys back up there. 
They need Cedric Wilson. They need Cedric Wilson to say the same thing that he said to us to these to this group. Maybe that that maybe that will spark a fire. But I don't I don't know I don't know what you can say. I mean, it's all about it's all about habits, and our habits are not really good. So um, I I am not happy with uh, what I'm seeing at wide receivers, and I've not been necessarily thrilled for a while watching the wide receivers. I just I've just kept my comments to myself mostly. But it's showing uh, up on the uh, football field, which is me. what I thought would happen. And Ben would tell you, I was like, dude, I don't like our habits, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And uh, it's showing up. It's showing up. It's showing up in big games. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with the group right now. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I went back last night and watched more of the film because I had to listen to radio mainly because I was at, the, at that wedding this weekend. And, you know, I was like. Wedding? <laughs> Yeah, I had I had a wedding this weekend. Who who does that? A Georgia who? fan. Oh, of course. <laughs> and a, and what? a Steelers fan. What, was it? A, was a wedding at a dog kennel? Uh, it should have been. <laughs> Were they barking during the wedding? I don't know. I had two that wanted to bark pretty pretty loud, but yeah, oh I was. Gosh. I was man. One guy tried to step on my shirt. I said, "Man, come on, man! I don't play that game with you." I said, I don't bark like a grown man at you anyways. I said, that's all right. You know, Georgia fans are a different breed. Hint, hint, they different are, breed. They and, are a different uh, breed. No, man, it was, it was a good weekend, good wedding. You know, we uh, I was we were done by at least by, seven, you know, 7 o'clock. So I could, you know, hone in and listen to Bob Kessling rip, rip another game. So, um, no, man, I I just think I think we need to go back to fundamentals. Year one, here we are, going back to fundamentals. So, um, like you, man, I'm just tired, just tired. And it and it shows, shows on Monday morning, shows all the way through the week till Saturday. I hope to get, you know, like I said, well, I did say this, no, zero expectations. I had no expectations going into this game because, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel, I haven't felt comfortable all season because we're still, we're still in year one learning mode, fellas. So, but no, I guess, uh, I guess the bright light at the end of the tunnel is, um, well, there's really not any bright lights right now because Missouri's favored. Yeah, but they're at home. they just favored by three. The home team always gets three. I mean, Tennessee uh, should beat this football team, and if they don't, it will be because they beat themselves. I think Tennessee has the firepower to beat Beat Missouri. I like what we're doing on defense. Our guys are playing their butts off. Our coaches are are, are getting the the most out of them. We just got to stop with the with the idiotic, you know, penalties at the worst times. We got to be a little bit smarter uh, as a football team. But uh, I think Tennessee should beat Missouri. So I do see some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, you play Jordan, you play Alabama. That's not going to be pretty. But I think the way the coaches are are scheming up the opponents. And how hard we're playing, I think, besides Georgia and Alabama, I think every other game is winnable for Tennessee if they don't beat themselves. Ole Miss is going to be tough, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have yeah. a hard time. Uh, I, I don't want to think of that Ole Miss offense going up against the Tennessee defense at this, at this moment in time. Yeah, that's that's going to be because difficult. But Matt Corral gets a lot of praise for the passing yards and stuff. 
uh, he, he can move around the pocket just as well as Emory Jones. And Tennessee made Emory Jones look like a first-round quarterback. Look, made him, made him look like Zach Wilson. Hey, cut that, cut that. Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt um, can move around. I mean, he is not as athletic as Emory, but, man, he, he is – he is athletic enough to beat you with his legs, and of course he's going to beat you with the with his arm. So, um, Ole Miss will be tough, but <clears throat> Alabama and Georgia are the are the two games where I'm looking at them like, yeah, those are automatic L's. Uh, just there's there's no firepower that matches what those guys have in their locker room. Um, you know, Ole Miss is a better football team for sure, but it really it, it really is about Tennessee looking at Tennessee and going. We gotta be, we gotta be better. Like we can, we can look at the depth, and we can look at our talent. Um, but you can say that after you play a clean game. You haven't played a clean game in the Pittsburgh and Florida game versus real competition. So you gotta play cleaner. Um, obviously, the depth is a concern when it comes to injuries. Can't afford anyone to get hurt. Tyler Barron goes out, and that hurt big time for us. You know, Cooper Mays is is banged up with his ankle, and that and that hurt us as well. So. The injury depth is one thing. Um, the talent depth is another thing. But you can't lean on that if you're still beating yourselves and basically giving up a whole drive in penalty yards. Hour two, coming up. We're live at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Be right back. 